There were no words to come. He stared at the frayed oriental rug and listened to his heart. Roberta, don't you think you ought to answer me? What did you promise? That, Robert's voice was mechanical, that I would take good care of it. And have you taken good care of it? No, mother, I haven't. Indeed, you have not. You have been a wicked girl. Robert bit flesh away from the inside of his mouth. "'Can't it be mended?' he asked. Miss Gentlebell put a finely woven handkerchief to her mouth and gasped. "'Mended? Shall I take it to a tailor and have him sew a patch?' Her eyes came to life, flashing. "'When a butterfly has lost its wings, what happens? It can't fly. True, it cannot fly.' It is dead. It is no longer a butterfly, Roberta. There are few things that can be mended. None of the really worthwhile things can be. She sat thoughtfully silent for several minutes, sipping her cold tea. Robert waited. His bladder began to ache. You have been an exceedingly wicked girl, Roberta, and you must be punished. Do you know how I shall punish you? Robert looked up and saw his mother's face. Shall you beat me? Beat you? Really, do I seem so crude? When have I ever beaten you? No. What are a few little bruises? They disappear and are forgotten. You must be taught a lesson. You must be taught never to play tricks again. The hot night air went through the great house and into his body. But when Miss Gentlebell took his hand in hers, he felt cold. Her fingers seemed suddenly to be made of iron. They hurt his hand. Then, in silence, the two walked from the living room, down the vast dark hall, past the many dirty doorways, and finally into the kitchen. "'Now, Roberta,' Miss Gentlebell said, Run up to your room and bring Margaret to me instantly. He had stopped crying. Now he felt ill. Robert knew what his mother was going to do. He reached up and clutched her arm. But I shall count up to thirty-five. Robert ran out of the room and up the stairs, counting quickly to himself. When he entered his bedroom, he went to the small cage and took it from the high shelf. He shook it. The parakeet inside fluttered white and green wings, moved its head in tiny machine movements. Twenty seconds had passed. Robert inserted his finger through the slender bars, touched the parakeet's hard bill. "'I'm sorry, Margaret,' he said. "'I'm sorry.' He put his face up close to the cage and allowed the bird to nip gently at his nose. Then he shook the confusion from his head and ran back downstairs. Miss Gentlebell was waiting. In her right hand was a large butcher knife. "'Give Margaret to me,' she said. Robert gave the cage to his mother. "'Why do you force me to do these things, child?' asked Miss Gentlebell. She took the parakeet from its cage and watched the bird struggle. Robert's heart beat very fast and he couldn't move, but he did not hate yet.
Miss Gentlebell held the parakeet in her left hand so that one wing was free. The only sound was the frantic fluttering of this wing. She put the blade of the knife up close to the joint of the wing. Robert tried not to look. He managed to stare away from Margaret's eyes. His gaze held on his mother's hands. She held the knife stationary, frozen, touching the feathers. Why didn't she do it? Get it over with? It was like the time she had killed Edna, holding the knife above the puppy's belly until... And now, when you wish you had your little friend, perhaps you will think twice before you climb trees. There was a quick movement, a glint of silver, an unearthly series of small sounds. The wing fluttered to the floor. Margaret! The